Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, June the 21st. And I think this is summer, either yesterday or today. I'm not really sure. (laughs) But uh, my good friend George Rodriguez from South Texas is joining us. George, I remember when I used to call this the first day of summer. (laughs) Now, of course, they have all kinds of explanations for what happens in the summertime. But it was the first day of summer. And for, I guess, you and I of our generation, that's when summer vacation began. Yeah. (laughs) And we got to enjoy, you know, playing baseball and doing all kinds of other things that we didn't realize back then, George, we were that lucky to have a summer off. We didn't realize how lucky we were. You know, and Greta, what's her name, uh, Thunberg? Oh, yeah. She um, today happens also to be uh, the day that she claimed about four, about 10 years ago that this was going to be the last day of the earth. So, well, I think Greta is going to be very disappointed when the clock uh, sounds midnight, because I yeah. have a feeling we have at least one more day coming. Well, I've yeah. got to have a weekend at least. That's right. I mean, yeah, if, if the world is going to end, let it not be on a Wednesday. Come on. Yeah. Well, how creative can that the be? Astros are playing. I've got tickets to the Astros. Yes, there you go. There you go. So at least, at least make it after the World Series. That would be uh, a good thing. But this, that young woman, in, in so many ways, typifies everything that is wrong with the climate change movement. Yeah. That they, they, they pick some very bad people to be the face of the movement. And then they do some very stupid things to get our attention, like hurting or damaging, you know, damaging Picasso's. Yes. Uh, Or blocking traffic. I mean, you know, George, if you want to win over public opinion, don't block traffic. I just don't think that works. You know, if you want to win over public opinion, you know, try to make your case in an intelligent way. But if you're blocking traffic, I just don't think that's going to fly. Well, let's get into our, our story this week. There are several stories related to Texas and some are national. But I want to begin with something that is very concerning to me, and I think to a lot of people, and that is the idea that China is uh, talking to Cuba. Now, we understand why Cuba is talking to China, because they need money. And the Cuban dictatorship right now is basically broke, and they got to have somebody to bail them out. And the Chinese are always willing to bail you out, especially if they can take over your minerals or your ports, uh, and that's what they're trying to do in Cuba. They're trying to establish a uh, listening post in Cuba, similar to the one that the Russians had, but this is going to be, of course, uh, Chinese. And what, what was your reaction to it? And then I've got a couple of thoughts on it, uh, George. Well, once again, it shows how weak 
the, the Biden presidency, the Biden administration is, and either how dumb or anti-American the whole administration is. Uh, for them to even have allowed the situation to occur, uh, and I'm sure that they, they knew about it when they came in, that it was happening, uh, and for uh, the uh, allowing the balloon to float over, allowing the, uh, the, the absolute uh, slap in the face uh, when various uh, elected officials have gone to Taiwan. I mean, all of these things put together really, really has made Biden uh, and this administration look very, very weak. And this particular situation of, of uh, Chinese in Cuba is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. I put it on the same level as having missiles aimed, aimed at our, at our uh, mainland. Right. And, and, and there's another uh, side to this that I like to put on the table, and that is the fact that Cuba was willing to go along with it would suggest to me that they don't fear the United States either. Yes, exactly. Because Cuba is right now, I mean, Cuba is not in a very strong position, and the United States could actually do a lot of harm to Cuba if it wanted to. I mean, the U.S. could say to Cuba, you, you keep talking to the Chinese, and we're going to stop money going to Cuba. We're going to stop food, because they have these special deals where they can sell to Cuba. Some states are doing tourism. that. They, Lots agriculture. of tourism. Yeah, the, the tourism. So, I mean, there, there are things you can do to Cuba that, that you can do very quickly. Uh, wouldn't even require an act of Congress. Uh, and, and you could do it to Cuba. And you could literally say to Cuba, there's a very hefty price to pay if you're willing to do this. Now, I think that there's also the opportunity here to, to bring Cuba back to, to, to the United States in the sense that you can say, you know, you should be closer to us. Maybe that's too idealistic on my part to say that. But there should be a punishment for Cuba for, for even thinking like well, this that, or considering this. Sylvia, there doesn't seem to be any punishment for any bad behavior uh, by liberals. I mean, you know, look, all you have to do is just look at, what, at how they look at crime in the United States uh, cities. I mean, it, the whole idea of punishment seems to be out of the realm. And uh, that goes for our enemies. Uh, not only do we have Chinese uh, going into Cuba, we've got Iranians coming into Venezuela. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole Western Hemisphere is now being influenced by our enemies, and we are not doing anything about it because, well, because, well, you tell me why we're not doing anything. Well, I, I think it's because there's a lack of, of focus on big things. I mean, this is an administration that has a lot of interest on on those very global, important things. Global climate change. Well, climate change, That's yeah, it. they're very interested in that. But, you know, there's not a heck of a lot that the United States can do about climate change if China doesn't change. I mean, they're the biggest That's problem right. when it comes to climate change. So, I mean, that, you know, I remember one time somebody saying, you know, that's why they call it global warming, because it's the whole globe, not just the United States. And China is a big part of that. But, you know, China is the biggest violator of all of these uh, climate change uh, rules and and the that's so they're the ones I don't who see, are. I don't see any protests in front of their uh, embassy. Their no, I don't either. I mean, that's, I always kept saying that Greta really missed uh, this young woman, Greta, you were talking about before. That she really she should be marching in front of the Chinese embassy on a daily basis. On a daily basis, because that's what the problem is. But but why are they doing it? I think it's because of a lack of focus on important things. Exactly I mean, if you look, right. 
if you look at the things that this administration has let happen, you know, the gasoline prices, uh, uh, an unwillingness to to focus on Texas oil, for example, rather than buying it from other countries. You look at the border. I mean, just a chaotic situation on the border. And in Latin America, they're just not paying attention when the Chinese are, you know, getting close to Brazil, when the Iranians are getting close to Maduro. I mean, they're just not paying attention. And if they're doing it, they're doing it in a very quiet way that doesn't seem to scare anybody, George. And, that, and that's it. I mean, you know, uh, I, I really, really believe, as Teddy Roosevelt used to say, that you speak softly, but you carry a big stick. These guys are just speaking softly, if at all, and they're right. not carrying any big stick. No, their stick, it's just, uh, it melts when you pick it up. It's just, uh, it's an absolutely worthless thing. And, 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 I, and the funny thing about it is that I think a lot of Latin American governments would welcome Yes, leadership from the United States when it comes to China, because I think a lot of them would rather do business with us than China, because they know the United well, States. They know the, that. Yeah, but look at the situation in in, uh, in in El Salvador, when the president of El Salvador went after the uh, the uh, MS-13 gang members who are everywhere, who are in the thousands. When he finally started punishing uh, criminals in El Salvador. The Biden administration criticized him. I mean, that to me is, an, is really, it, it shows the insanity, the stupidity, the immaturity of this, of this administration completely. Right. No, I agree. And I think they're weak and they're projecting weakness and, and they're allowing China to get the upper hand in a part of the world rich with natural resources like Latin America and a part of the world that has a tradition of doing business with the United States. I mean, if you're a, a company in Mexico or a company in Brazil, you know how the United States operates. Yeah. You know that the United States operates, you know that the United States will respect contracts, okay, that they sign with you. The United States will live up to those contracts. But China, I'm Good not luck. sure about that. Now, I thought it was interesting, George, one more thought about China and Cuba. I thought it was very interesting that Governor Abbott our governor here in Texas came out very strongly and in, in, in critical of of China in Cuba, saying that that this is of course a threat to the hemisphere. And you know, there's another angle to China in Cuba, and that's fentanyl, because even yeah. the president of Mexico, Lopez Obrador, has had has been forced to admit that some of that fentanyl is in fact coming from China through Mexican ports. So I mean. Why bring China closer? Why cut their trip? Well, I mean, why? <laughs> you know, ridiculous. We have, seen, we have seen in the past month a heavy, heavy increase, an increase along the border of Chinese aliens crossing and of, uh, of Cubans. Now, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it is really, really a, a we have got to ask ourselves what is going on. And uh, I, I think it's become a very, very, I mean, every, there have been several meetings in South Texas that I told you about last week, um, several meetings in South Texas of uh, 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 county leaders, and uh, including sheriffs. And in every single one of those meetings, the issue is the issue has come up of the number of Chinese uh, aliens that are crossing the border, young right. Chinese aliens right. that are crossing the border. So this is a, a, a uh, again, 
this is something that the media is ignoring. It's certainly something that Mayorkas is, is, is uh, ignoring. And, um, you know, we see it, and people are very concerned about it. Well, they should be. There should be Chinese young men coming to the United States. That should be something that we're, we're very concerned about. But, you know, I thought it was good of the governor of Texas to say something uh, yes. about the issue. I thought that was good. Well, let's go to another uh, big national story uh, in the news this week, and that is the presentation before Congress. Uh, it, it happened today. I think it's still going on. I caught clips of it. I didn't have a chance to watch the whole thing because these things go on for hours. Uh, but the, the the special counsel, Mr. Durham, was before the Congress, and I, I thought his, you know, what I saw was very good, uh, where he argued the case that, hey, this was fabricated, this whole Russia thing was, was fabricated to her. But here's, here's the part that caught me. This is the part, George, that really caught my attention. August of 2016, there's a meeting in the White House where they're talking about this little plan, and guess who's in the meeting? President Obama, Vice President Biden, uh, the director of the FBI, and I believe the high-ranking national security, I think it was Brennan at the time, uh, director of, of national security. So maybe President Obama didn't hear that day. Maybe he had you know, too much wax in his ear and he didn't hear the conversation. Or maybe he... he thought differently, but it sounds to me like at that particular meeting in the White House, they were hatching this plan. And that's... If that's there's the any cause for impeachment, yeah. there should be one right there. Right. So, I mean, you would think that you would think that somebody in the media would take an interest in this. I'm hoping that somebody will ask him, you know, the next time they talk to him or even now President Biden, somebody brings this up. You know, what do you remember from that meeting, Mr. President Obama or Mr. President Biden, because that's a pretty big deal, uh, George. And, and, and uh, Congressman uh, Nadler, Jerry Nadler uh, from New York, uh, tried, to visit, tried to wipe out everything completely and totally in his opening statement. The two opening statements, uh, the, uh, the opening one by the Republican chairman of the, of the committee, and then Jerry Nadler, who was the ranking Democrat, and all he did was just try to deflect everything that was going to be said by saying that Trump had broken the law recently. I mean, it, it is, it, it, well, and then not only, not only that, but he also said that, um, that uh, there were errors in the report. And um, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the gentleman, what's his name, uh, that, um, that wrote Durham. the report? Durham. 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 Durham corrected him very, very strongly. It is, it's, you know, we have got to ask ourselves to what level are we going to let them play these dirty politics? We've got to do something. It's got, we've got to call them out on it. I mean, they're, we well, can't let them slide. No, and I, and I think today they were really obnoxious. Uh, the, the, one, of the, one of the Democrats, I think it was Representative Cohen, who went after, uh, went after Durham, questioning his reputation, and then a couple of other people. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, it, 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 yeah, it, it's obvious to me what happened here. You had, you had a, a, a false object, I mean, a, a, a false a, narrative and false narrative that, you know, you can expect dirt. I mean, dirty politics has been around for a long time. So I'm not going to be naive about it, but somewhere along the way, you know, 
I, I think, in my humble opinion, I think the media contributed to a lot of this. Oh, definitely. By because the media definitely. could have stopped this very early. The media could have said, they "Okay." They could have asked hard questions on this. They could have. Right. They could have pushed hard for 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 uh, real answers, and they didn't. All they did was just go along with it and along with it and along with it. Right. That's it. And and you know these reports that you know based on people familiar with the situation and stuff like that that we we listened to for years. So. Uh, I mean, look, I, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but I, I think public opinion hopefully will be impacted by this report. And then hopefully, you know, it can become, I do think, uh, I, I think this is all going to be a political issue in 2024. I really do. Because, you yeah. know, you look at some of this polling data that has come out regarding the indictment of President Trump. Well, you now have majorities in two polls, You have whether it's Rasmussen and the other one called a Harvard Harris poll, which I believe which is, is a Harvard. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty pretty much yeah. to the left. I'm sorry. That's Harvard right. Harris. So the, these two these two have a poll. We're saying majorities believe that this is politically motivated, that it's political. Right. And and I think if you're a Democrat and you've been investing all your hopes and dreams in these indictments, I, I hope that you're maybe you have an opportunity to think twice about about what you're doing. But I I have a funny feeling that. This whole, you know, question of selective justice, and now you have the case of, of course, of Hunter, uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, I mean, you know, George, I should have, you know, I, I should have made a mistake last year and not paid two million dollars in taxes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I should have, I should have played Monopoly, win two million dollars, and then not declare it in my tax okay. return. And I maybe would have been put on probation, but it's ridiculous what was done to him. And you could own a, you could have a gun, you know, that, that's that you're not supposed to. Right, but I think that 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 whole decision it to let him go. It is absolutely ridiculous. And it is. again, it shows it shows uh, that uh, Lady Justice is no longer Lady uh, Justice is no longer blind. That she is uh, playing favorites. And that's very, very dangerous for. for uh, oh, that's poisonous. That's poisonous. absolutely dangerous for our nation. Yeah, I agree. It's poisonous. It's absolutely poisonous. Well, let's take a few minutes and look at uh, the Texas uh, politics. We have, of course, a one legislate one legislative session that ended. Another one, I guess, is going to get started soon. Uh, in this very first one, there were some interesting achievements that the governor signed into law. One of them was that now you have to play in the gender that you were born. So if you were born male, you got to play with boys. Really? Which, yeah, it's amazing. Can you, why do we even have to pass a law that really, says that? Really. I mean, that that is so amazing. But I guess if you're born male, you're going to have to play with boys. I'm sorry, guys. Ah. You're not going to steal some trophy from some nice girl in the swimming team. You're going to have to earn your trophy trophy. By beating boys, I'm sorry to break your heart, but that's the way it's going to be. But you know, I'm glad he did. The governor did this, yeah. George. These poor young women are losing trophies and and scholarships because of boys taking them away. That is so brutal, uh, George. So there was a a cross country bicycle race in uh, in California last week, and the winter the the the, the historical the, the the funny thing about it was how the media reacted to it. The winner was a transgender male, okay? It was, it was an all-female um, cross-country bike race. He won it by a long shot, by a long shot. And it was how crazy, how silly they were interviewing him like 
he was just another girl who had broken, who had just done outstanding. Right. I mean, it was so crazy. She was, he was an overachieving girl. An I guess overachieving he was. girl. Yeah, he, he, a male, is an overachieving girl. I mean, that is despicable. Now, the other thing that the governor signed, and I was happy to see this also, we're not going to have DEI yes. at our colleges. And that's a, I love that. I, I, I love it. the fact that he's doing that. So that's, those are big, I think, two big pieces of legislation that he signed. There are other things that I know are in the works, and there's some debates going on, property taxes, school choice. All of that, I think, will eventually happen. But those two are pretty big, George. That uh, DEI and boys playing with boys. I think those are pretty. The DEI issue is something that's very, very important because it's come to the it's come to the point where these DEI officials in uh, colleges as well as uh, within corporations, but in colleges mostly, uh, you know, they are the focal point whenever you want to punish somebody that uh, that that says something that is not in accordance with the wokeism. I mean, they are the ones that come back after you and, you know, they will punish you. They will uh, attempt to fire you, keep you off the campus, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the ones, and I'm happy that we've gotten rid of them. Right, and that's so that has been deleted from all of our college campuses. So if you want to be a Democrat, you've got to go to the Democrats' headquarters. Yes. You don't get to do it at the colleges anymore, uh, paid for by taxpayers. So that's a, that's a good uh that's a good one. Well, one more, one more big issue here in Texas. Uh, in fact, I have a post over at the American Thinker about this today, where Senator Paxton, for those who don't live in Texas, the Attorney General Ken Paxton was impeached, and he's going to be going to a trial before the state Senate in August. So that, that's kind of the story. But one of the senators who are going to, is going to be part of the, of the jury, not technically a jury, because it's it's not like a regular jury, but the, in this case, the jury or the people who will convict him uh, called they're, they're, they're senators in the state Senate. And one of the senators is a lady by the name of Angela Paxton, who happens to be, well, Ken Paxton's wife. And it's really interesting. I know the Dallas Morning News came out yesterday calling for her to recuse herself. But, you know, it, she has she said she's going to do it and she's going to look at the facts. And I don't know her personally, but she has a good reputation for being an honest legislator. And I, you know, let let her stay in there. I mean, there's no, nothing, no reason to remove her, as far as I'm concerned, George. That's right. This is not a a a trial in the purest sense of the word. This is not a court. This is uh this is an impeachment uh, discussion hearing would be better uh, a better phrase of discussion uh, about impeaching the. Uh, the, uh, uh, the the attorney general. It is not a jury, so therefore the jury trial rules do not apply. That's On the right. other hand, if you want to say, well, it doesn't look right. Well, hey, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right when when Republicans uh, went after Republicans. That doesn't look right. Right. So uh, you know this situation of her recusing herself. I think it's uh, you know much ado about nothing. And, um, you know, I, I would prefer that there was no impeachment hearing, that everything would be dismissed. But, you know, there are some people who want to go ahead and steamroll and go forward with it. Well, you know, hopefully it will not hurt the party in, in Texas. Well, the impeachment, as you know, has already happened. This is going to be the conviction trial. Or the conviction, rather. Yeah, the conviction trial. And 
gut feeling is, and we've seen this in, in other impeachment trials, elected leaders, and again, that's the difference between a jury and, and, and a Senate, because a jury, uh, you would pick the, the jurors. I mean, uh, you, wouldn't, you would never allow, in a real case, for example, the wife of the defendant to be serving in the jury. That would never happen in a real case. But these are, these are senators who are going to be there. So uh, I, I think that these senators are going to be very concerned about removing somebody who was elected and elected in big numbers. So that's why my gut feeling is, Twice. unless some dramatic information comes out, George, I, I think that he's going to make it. Twice. He needs not, I think he needs... I, I, my, worry, my worry is is the smear campaign that's going to happen. Right, well... Because the media, the media, the Democrats that are there are going to, you know, really, really try to smear him and, uh, and hurt him. And um, that's, that's what I'm more concerned about, but um, dirty politics. What can you say? Well, that that is uh, it, it is the way it is, and uh, it'll happen at the end of August. So, actually, there's still about two months left. So mm-hmm. Hopefully, in the next two months, the legislature and the Senate can concentrate on property taxes and school choice, and leave them on the side or that on the side because uh, I think a lot of people like like you and me would love to see something done about the property taxes. And, and by the way, the interesting thing about Texas is that what we are arguing about is how to return $32 billion uh, of, of surplus that we have. That's what they're arguing about. They're not arguing about increasing property taxes. They're arguing about how you return yeah. $30 billion, which is uh, an, an, interesting, uh, an interesting point. Uh, and, of course, the school choice, a big dispute there, George, between the, the urban areas and the rural areas that's what it's all about there you know the the smaller towns they don't like the school choice proposed at the city level and so the governor is going to have to figure that out george indeed indeed this is this is you know that that's one of the uh toughest situations you're looking at mostly because so many of the uh, republican faithful in the smaller communities are uh elderly folks or on fixed incomes, who have retired out to the communities, to these smaller communities. And, you know, they, they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay. On the other hand, uh, the smaller communities depend, depend on the local uh, taxes to keep their, right. uh, their schools open and uh, alive and well and financed, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's a real conflict within the, within the conservative movement Within the, within the right, and it's very unique to Texas because, you know, in Texas there's 254 counties, 254, and those 254 counties are pretty powerful. And a lot of these outlying counties, you know, you, you may think, oh, they're so far away, but they have a lot of votes, and they have a lot of influence in the Republican Party. So hopefully they can get something out. I want to see school choice. I really do. I think school choice is the way of the future. And some states have figured it out, and I think we have to work on it and figure it out, George. I agree. Yeah. I agree, and we do need it. We, need we it. do need it, absolutely. Well, George, I want to thank you, as always, for, for joining us. When are you coming to the Dallas area? Well, that's a good question. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to – I'm scheduled to speak in, uh, in Midland uh, in two weeks. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I, um, I'm hoping to get up to uh, – 
to Dallas or to the or to Dallas Fort Worth, maybe to Fort Worth um, by the middle of of next month. So I'm hoping to do that. Well, you got to call me if you do, and uh, we'll we'll get together as we always do. George, have a great uh, have a great day, and thank you as always for joining us for this weekly chat to politics. It's always a lot of fun to see you. You, you take care. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Our good friend George Rodriguez talking about some issues of general concern, not just Texas, uh, the situation with uh, China and Cuba, which is a major problem. It could develop into a major problem, uh, a real test, if you will, for the Biden administration. But, uh, you know, the last time an administration was tested over Cuba was the Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, we know how that uh, that difficult one uh, turned out. We also talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the Durham report and Mr. Durham before Congress and the Hunter Biden deal. Just a lot of stuff in our politics, uh, not just in the country, but here in Texas. Have a wonderful day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>